I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We got a Champions League recap today on Kickback presented by Betway and I got Waz in the house. Waz, what's going on? Good. I'm excited for you. Oh, I'm not. That's not a great way to start. Uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> you should be proud to be an AC Milan supporter. They went very far. Well, that's one way of looking at it. And yes, I am because it's been so long, but I am disappointed in them because I just feel like both legs in this derby in the Champions League against their biggest rival, their performance was so poor. And oh, it, I just feel like when you've been in that decade of darkness as an AC Milan fan. And you're finally there again. You're just like, come on, like at least give us a moment, some hope to hold on to. And I think that the way that AC Milan handled Napoli in the champions league, and even in those three games where they had to even go play at Maradona stadium and Serie A, um, they did such a good job handling their business against a team who just won their first Scudetto in 33 years. Obviously Napoli has been monstrous in the Italian league this year. And then we turn around and we have such a bad performance in both legs against Inter. I'm happy for them to get so far, but I'm just like so upset that that's the performance we put out there. Yeah, Uh, I can see what you mean. And especially not even scoring a goal in this leg, you know, (laughs) three nil on aggregate. It's like even if you got one or two goals, you have been maybe going into extra time. Just if you were a little bit more competitive, if you took there's some early chances there. I think I saw from Milan huge save from uh, Onana, like both teams had their chances. But in the end, Inter found a way to lock it down, get the result and move on to the final. And, you know, full credit to them. I thought, you know, I don't think anyone really expected this from Inter as well. I don't think anyone predicted them in the Champions League final. Right. As such a good point. So the last time they were in the Champions League final was back in 2010 when they were coached by Mourinho and that's when they won. So it's crazy. And I believe that's also the last time an Italian team won. So it's a big deal for Italian football that Inter is in this Champions League final. And I agree with you. Like I personally <laughs> kept writing Inter off. I'm like, nah, they're not going to get through. And maybe it might've been a little bit of personal bias. Cause I'm such a hardcore AC Milan fan that I don't ever want to see Inter do well. 
but they're good. Like, and what yeah. I love about this inter performance in both legs, if I'm going to talk objectively is they're really freaking tough. Like their players are ballers. Like, uh, Martinez, Mkhitaryan, Dzeko, uh, mm-hmm. Brozovic, you know, Brozovic is, I think is such a good player. Barella, like these guys are so good. And I think that they play with heart and passion and toughness, which is something that AC Milan as a whole didn't have. And I really think whichever team they end up playing city or Real Madrid, they're going to give either team a tough game. Yeah. I'm just looking at, you know, enters 11 and they just have a good mixture of talent, experience, youth, and I, you know, of course, I don't want to make everything about Man United, but Romelu Lukaku, Mkhitaryan, and Matteo Darmian were all teammates at Man United, and now they're all headed to the Champions League final with Inter. So it's kind of funny how that's working. Um, yeah, and then obviously, like I think for AC Milan, I think a silver lining is obviously you made the semifinal. That's a big achievement on its own. Um, Tenali is a young midfielder. He's not even up. I think he's starting to really. He's so good. I'm hit a prime here. He's 23, and we're about to see the best season. The best seasons are yet to be seen from him. I think uh, you have the center back. I think um, Malik Tia, the German. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Tamori, Teo Hernandez, Rafael Liao. Like, there's a lot of good players there for Milan, and I think they're. I really hope AC starts competing more in the league. You know, every year you see Bayern Munich in the Champions League semifinals or over the last past decade. I remember every year you'd see Bayern or Real Madrid. And I hope we kind of see that with Milan and even Inter and Napoli. You know, I feel like right now we're seeing a real renaissance in Italian football. You have Napoli winning the Scudetto. You have Inter in the Champions League final. Milan in the semifinal. It's, it's great to see, you know, this, you know, historic footballing nation on the club level and international really coming back to where it used to be. Yeah. For me, I just hope it stays there consistently. Like right now, Inter have done such a good job. I think the top three in, in Serie A are Napoli, Juve, which they've done so well mm-hmm. to get into top three and Inter and AC Milan's not in a Champions League spot. So for yeah. me, I'm just like, I need them to stay consistent because uh, it's so important for their development, obviously, as a team. And you mentioned all the talented players they have. It's just, again, in both of those legs, like you could tell in that first leg when Rafael Leao didn't play because he was injured how much they missed his presence. And, you know, you didn't really see much of Giroud and even Brahim Diaz, like today, like his quality could have been better in Tanali. I love him. I think every single time I watch him play, I'm like, this guy is Mm -hmm. getting better and better somehow, but he doesn't have like a supporting cast around him sometimes, or that help even up top. Oh, it was just, I want, I, this is, this is probably being me being one of the, uh, biggest critics of, of, of AC Milan right now, because yes, you're right. They've done so well to get to a champions league semifinals, but they could have done so much more. And we saw them do that against Napoli that I'm like, Oh, how are we not going to that final? But, um, you know, it's just a matter of, of them now staying consistent. And I will reiterate what you said was, I love to see Italian football and city, ah, kind of get that respect that they deserve. And, I never cheer on I never cheer on Inter but it would be very very cool to see an Italian team win the Champions League because all anyone is saying right now is that that was the most boring Champions League semi-final that they've ever watched and I understand I think there was a lot of hype with 
San Siro, you know, being the stadium that they're playing at and both legs being played at the same stadium. And, you know, the last time these two teams played in the Champions League was back in 04. And that was when all the flares were being thrown. So I think everyone expected fireworks and there were none from, you know, I think that a, a lot of that has to do with unfortunately AC Milan, but yeah, it's, it it would be nice to see an Italian team win the champions league. So people put respect on the league because it's been a a very good league to watch this year. And I think Napoli is the team that's obviously gotten a lot of the love and Mm -hmm. storylines. Now you've entered in the champions league, which I feel like no one's really talked about them. Like I mentioned the last time we did this podcast and it's just like, it's a breath of fresh air almost because the last time you had an Italian team was Juventus. I think they made the champions league once in their dominance of Italy. I, I, it was once or twice they made, I can't remember, but you know, they didn't win the champions league and they've never won the champions Juventus. I'm pretty sure in their history. Right. So it's nice to see Inter and AC Milan reminding everyone who owns this league and you know Napoli it's uh, I, I'm really happy to see them succeeding but I'm pretty sure they're going to be losing a few key players in the summer maybe one or two um, for Milan I think if they want to get back to this position I feel like they may need a better striker nothing against Giroud but if you look at the you know the league he has eight goals this year like he can score you a nice goal here and there when it matters but you need some consistent scoring at the top and I think you know you look at Inter and that's what they got from Latara Martinez right at the end there even Rama Lukaku the way he's able to shield the ball and shield the defender and like you know Milan's a great team but Inter just got the edge and you mentioned how boring of a semi-final is I mean I have, I have another Inter friend and we, I went to high school with him in middle school, and he always mentioned how Milan versus Inter is always a boring game. It's not very exciting. And I think you got a bit of a glimpse of that. Yeah, you know, it, what you mentioned Giroud, and I love Giroud because I always say he ages like fine wine, and you saw him have a pretty good World Cup um, in Qatar, and I believe he's now France's mm-hmm. all-time goal scorer. He set that record in the World Cup. And then last season when AC Milan won the Scudetto, he was like such an instrumental part of that, and I think that's where his contract was extended. But you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, again, that first leg where we were missing Rafael Leao, there was – no one to kind of give AC Milan were missing such a spark. And, and again, you're kind of missing that today. Leao had his chances today in the second leg and, and probably the best chance of the game, but it just was almost too little too late because of the way that first leg went. Like it was too, too hard for AC Milan to come back with as good as Inter was in both legs. And yeah, you mentioned Lataro Martinez, he's incredible. And even Lukaku coming onto the pitch, doing his job immediately. Like that's, you want to talk about a spark. That's the kind of spark that AC Milan needed and, and the depth that obviously Inter have and going off of Lukaku, he's scored or assisted four goals in 136 minutes in the champions league this season. So that's a goal contribution every 30, 34 minutes. And in 12 games since April, he has seven goals, four assists. So these guys on inter, I'm telling you they people say, Oh, you know, like Mikatari and Jekko, they're old, but, uh, in the first leg, I saw Mikatarian chase down Brahim Diaz, who was on a like a little bit of a breakaway, and strip him of the ball. Like these guys are hungry, they're passionate, they they're tough. And I think that if City or Real Madrid, whichever team goes through, kind of sleep on this Inter team or say, oh, you know, they're they're only third place in Serie A, they're going to have a little bit of a rude awakening. And I'm 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 excited to see what Inter does in this final because I think they completely shut down an AC Milan team who has talent 
talent and who were maybe you would even say like favorites. Like a lot of people wanted AC Milan to go through to that final and they completely, completely shut them down at Sensito in both games. Right. And um, just to mention Romelu Lukaku, he's a guy who's gotten a lot of bad press over the last couple of years, especially with his, you know, return to Chelsea and the comments he made in Manchester United. And, you know, obviously when he came back to Italy, he was flying, you know, it was, it was a good storyline. And he goes back to Chelsea and then he says that, like, I can't remember what he says. Like, I'm here to prove a point that I can play for this club. I'm so exciting. He doesn't, he flops and he comes back to intern. Now it's, he's doing well again. It's awesome to see like, Romelu Lukaku is such an interesting character. You know, he's always in the headlines for like the wrong reasons. But I, I truly hope this is, a, you know, a difference where, you know, he wins the Champions League with Inter and everyone's giving him a lot of love. Even even with Belgium, you know, when yeah. they're not performing well, it's on his shoulders. I know he had an injury, I think, around the World Cup. So Lukaku, uh, you know, when he's at his best... And, you know, his way, his ability to like hold the ball, shield it and shoot. And he's a, he's a complete striker. He just sometimes lacks that dribbling almost in a sense. He's, he's not great on the ball at times and it slows him down. And that's what he gets. That's some of the comments he gets. Oh, he's slow. He's a, he used to be called a donkey at Manchester United. I remember that. Like, oh so, my goodness. Yeah. Really? He, Oh, yeah. There was that one season where he scored 30, 25 goals. And the next year, it's like, what are you doing? You're a donkey. You know, those comments were real. So um, is that is that a Lukaku problem or a United supporters problem where you guys are just like, if it's one bad season, get out? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot of, (laughs) I think, uh, United fans as well. Uh, So but good for Lukaku, good for Inter and you know, they're going to be playing a very good team in the final, either Man City or Real Madrid win. Man City, Real Madrid, I'm pretty sure that game finishes a draw last time. Yeah, it was a 1-1. So we, we have really no idea who will be in the final right now. It's cr- I'm so everyone's saying the Champions League finals tomorrow against Real Madrid and City. Yes, just because, you know, they're the heavy favorites um also fun fact i'm pretty sure the referee tomorrow is the polish referee from the world cup final so good to see i, I, I like oh, him a lot i did too a lot of people were complaining about oh, the ref please. in that in that game but i'm like i thought he was pretty fair i mean I've, i feel like the only ones complaining about the referee were french supporters and ronaldo fans because ronaldo fans just were not happy with not all ronaldo fans but a small minority just don't like seeing messi succeed so when he does they try to like blame the ref blame it oh it was rigged this and that but we're not here to talk about messi and ronaldo we're talking about city and real madrid and um you know, I love using the uh, the website FootMob, and they say Man City have not lost in 22 matches, unbeaten in 18 home games. Um, you know, who did they play last time in the, in the run to the Champions League here? I know they've played a lot stronger teams, I guess, compared to Inter. Same with Real Madrid. But uh, what, what do you think is going to happen in the semifinal? Man. Uh, <sighs> I have no idea. I think that that first like, okay, so here's the thing. I love City and I love Real Madrid, but I'm not a supporter of either club, but I just love Mm -hmm. watching them play because I think that they're such good teams coached by legendary managers and their players are just incredible. That first leg gave me everything I wanted to see as like a neutral football fan. There were storylines, there were goals, there was drama, you know, there was physicality, right? So the second leg, it's this like, um, 
it, it almost feels like we're going to watch like this blockbuster movie because of the way the first leg ended. And again, drama was Bernardo okay. Silva's touch out of play. Should that goal have counted is yes, because of Camavinga or no, because the ball was out. You know what I mean? There's just yeah. so much drama Grealish and, and Carval and, and, you know, a lot of, Real Madrid ch- tackles, but also Bernardo Silva's tackle on Camavinga. There's just so many storylines. It really could go either way. But like I keep saying, and I'm going to stick to my gut on this, there's just something different about Real Madrid in the Champions League, where sometimes I feel like they play the best football in the Champions League. I think they know what's at stake, and I don't think that I don't think that they're going to lose it. That being said. If Erling Holland comes out prime Erling Holland, like I'm telling you, lets his hair down in the 75th minute, it's over. It's over for Real Madrid. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, I think so. But at the same time, you know, you got to give credit to Rudiger in that first leg. He just knew yes. how to defend Holland perfectly. And I, I think for the key for City will probably be their midfield more than anything. I think, you know, De Bruyne's obviously the best midfield in the world. Ilkay Gundogan's been having a great season. So Jack Grealish hasn't been bad. Rodri, like, I, I personally think this is going to be, it's going to go to, I think Manchester City's going to win this one. They're going to end up going to the final. But honestly, this is a game that could easily go to penalties. It's going to be decided by a goal or two it's it's really going to come down to those fine margins of small details who can just kind of get the edge like these you know we that was a great first leg i think between these two and man city have been running away in the premier league they've been they've had really yeah. no trouble as, as of late they've any challenge that's come along like you know real madrid uh, arsenal easy right so and then real madrid i don't know what it is with them in la liga but like they're second with 71 points. Barcelona just won the league with 85. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. So I I don't know. I, I'm excited, honestly. This is going to be a battle of two titans, and you love to see it. I love to see it. And we'll do a recap episode tomorrow after yeah. that game. So I'm so pumped. But I do think... I actually feel like there's a little bit more pressure on Real Madrid. I don't know what it is. And normally, like, I mean... You, you, you can say it either way. It's just mm-hmm. my perspective that they're now going into city's home and the way the game ended, 
in um, Real Madrid, like in Madrid, it was, they let city get back into that game. You know what I mean? Like they had the lead and they had control of that second half. They were playing better. And then all of a sudden De Bruyne scored that unbelievable goal and city kind of came back into it. I wonder if city has a little bit more momentum and Madrid's feeling a little bit of that pressure. Like, okay, shit, we didn't win La Liga this year we now have to win the champions league and we have, you know, 90 minutes to do it in city's home. So I wonder, I think it's going to be freaking crazy. These are two mega talented teams with, I mean, superstars, superstars on these. Teams. I want to see what Vinny jr. Does. I hope Benzema, you know, we get to see prime Benzema who scores a hat trick in like every single champions league game. It feels like, and yeah, you, you gave a good shout to Real Madrid's defense for taking care of Holland. And it might be a battle of the midfield. You might be absolutely right where the midfields are the ones who are going to have to shine if the defense is playing a key role for both teams. So I don't know. I agree with people. I feel like the final will feel like it is tomorrow. And then whatever team goes on, all I'm going to say is they can't rule out Inter. Inter's got no, definitely not. S- some grinders on that team. I just think with this uh, semifinal specifically, you kind of have an X factor with Carlo Ancelotti, who you give a lot of praise because to be honest, he is the master of the Champions League. Real Madrid have this mentality where the Champions League is our trophy. Sure, La Liga is there, but Champions League will always be ours. They've won the most Champions League titles, especially in the last decade, right? Like I'm looking here, you know, managers who've won the Champions League multiple times. Number one, Carlo Ancelotti with four. One was with Milan. And then uh, the second manager of the most Champions League is also Zinedine Zidane. Tied with Bob Paisley, but that, yep. so it's uh, interesting. And then on the other end, you have Pep Guardiola, who's struggled to win it since winning with Barcelona way back when. And there's kind of this narrative that he can't win it with any club. Like, oh, he relied on Xavi and yes, to Messi back then. He couldn't do it with Bayern. He hasn't been able to do it with all this money. And it's just like I kind of do hope, you know. United supporter Guardiola winning the Champions League. Like, he's such a good manager, and he always gets kind of this bad reputation because of how much money he has spent. But the way that he's been able to construct these teams and dominate the league is overlooked. Yeah. Like it's no accident. You know, the Man City have spent so much money in the past, even before he arrived, and they kind of they were winning leagues, but not by like giant gaps. You know the way. I, I don't know. I think Pep Guardiola is a manager that deserves a lot of respect. And I don't think people understand his philosophy and the way he coaches and players love playing under him. Like sure. There's his lot in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Toure. I've had issues with him, but there's a lot on the line for Pep yeah. Guardiola and Man City. Yeah. I think Pep, it's so interesting. You say that. I think Pep's probably feeling the pressure where Carlo, Carlo Ancelotti's like, I've been here. I've done this. Right. And that's yeah. why I love Don Carlo. It would be a dream if he ended up coaching Canada one day, because he says that that's what he would, he would eventually like, like, to well, do. I don't know. Yeah. His wife's from, from BC. Right. Yeah. So, Oh my goodness. Like I just have so much respect for Don Carlo and I don't think we put him enough in the convo, well, but go ahead. I was going to say, honestly, you make a great point because I think sometimes we forget how hard it is to win the Champions League. Carlo Ancelotti is four, while, you know, Pep Guardiola has won it twice in 09, 2011. Sir Alex Ferguson won it only twice. He went to two finals. And to be honest, Fergie, those were very close finals. In 99, he won in the dying minutes. In 2008, they won it on penalties. So it's not like they dominated those finals. They were very close finals. So, um, and then obviously, you know, 
Um, you know, Pine Kiss won with Bayern and Real Madrid. So it's like a lot of these all-time great managers have also not won in multiple times. It's true. And, you know, we talk about experience of players and teams and how important that is to do well in a tournament, but that also applies to managers, right? Like when managers have experience and, and how they're going to put their team out and what's the best formation, what's the best style of play and substitutions. And if they're down a goal, what are they doing tactically to rearrange the team? And I feel like Carlo Ancelotti has just been there, done that so many times where he's probably He's. I don't think in in any sense of the word he's he's not underestimating Manchester City. He knows what this team mm-hmm. is, and he knows the manager that is Pep Guardiola. But I just have such faith in Carlo Ancelotti. I don't know. I, I, I I'm not. I had Argentina picked to win the World Cup, and midway through the World Cup, I'm like, they're not playing as well as I thought I would. I'm switching. And then they ended up winning the whole thing. And I'm like, I've learned my lesson never to go against my gut. This is why I'm sticking so hard with Real Madrid, because I'm just like the caliber team that they are. And the fact that, you know, you alluded to this was they've won 14 Champions League titles. Like they are the kings of the yeah. Champions League. They know how to win in the Champions League. I think it's going to be a crazy game. And I'm, I'm going to pick Real Madrid and I'm going to pick Carlo Ancelotti as a, as the guy to go through. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not, you can't go with either. You can't go wrong with either decision. Yeah, right? it's it's true. Just, I just hope inter will be able to give a good battle in the final between one of these, because they will be the underdog regardless. Um, and we haven't really seen Pep Guardiola go against a side like inter that's been able to kind of lock it down as soon as they get a yeah. goal. Um, you know, Mad City, I think I'm looking here. They took on Bayern uh, on their way to the final uh, semifinal here. They took on who else? Um, Leipzig. And then Real Madrid's interesting because they took on Chelsea, who have been shambles this year. They also took Liverpool, who have not been their best. So if anything, Real Madrid's just done very well against these English sides. Uh, yeah. But the Italians have been different sauce, different gravy. Napoli is um, Inter Milan. And then I, I guess we can kind of shift this. Like I earlier said how this is a renaissance in Italian football. If you look over to the Europa League, we could have an all Italian yeah. final. Which is exactly. And yeah. I feel like this is what's so exciting when people are like, oh, I, I, I feel bad for Italian football or study because everyone's like, oh, that Champions League semifinal was shit. And I'm like, it, it might have been less exciting than what people were expecting, but Serie A deserves so much credit mm-hmm. for what they've been doing. And yes, the Europa League is is a great picture with that too. I mean, even Inter, like I was just looking at where they were in the group stages for the Champions League because this was how long ago now. They came second in a group with Bayern, you know, Barcelona and Victoria Pleasant. I mean, obviously Victoria Pleasant, not, not the greatest team, but this was considered a low-key group of death, right? Yeah. And and they, may, they, they came out, you know, Bayern's obviously no longer in the Champions League and and they kicked Barcelona out and now they're on their way to a final. People got to end their third in Serie A in a very competitive Serie A this season. People got to put respect on on what is going on in that Italian league. It's it's not like it used to be when I was younger, but yeah. I hope that it's like on its way to getting back there. 
I think the problem Serie A has, it doesn't really have those star names like Maldini, right? Yes. That, yeah. Um, it, it Del Piero, you know, Medved, you all these you. guys in the past. Yeah, yeah. Like I totally agree. Cafu. It was just like ugh, back in the day, it was just the names of all names like Adriano and, and, yeah. you know, Ibra when he was there, but you're, you're absolutely right. But I feel like it's almost now coming right like Leao and and you know uh Cavada and Ossiman like all these guys are getting looked at now they're trying to get scooped up by all these massive clubs in the Premier League or La Liga right so yeah maybe the times are coming and you know it's interesting like um you, you look at the Premier League I think the Premier League has a lot of that star power right now compared to the other leagues even the Bundesliga I, I don't know if it has that star anymore maybe a couple of players at Bayern like obviously Alfonso Davies and the Licht and Musiala but no one's like on a legendary podium of like a Maldini right a Baresi yeah. uh, even you know La Liga but uh it's interesting. And also like I, I posted this, I think uh, on our uh, TikTok, and um, somebody said, if Jose Mourinho wins the Europa league with Roma, it's a bigger achievement than Guardiola winning it with city. I don't know how to feel about that. I think they're both equal achievements. I saw, I saw you make a video about that. And I thought it was an interesting take. And I had to think about it. I think what Jose Mourinho has done with Roma is exceptional. If he were able mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and I just love Mourinho. So I'm yeah. always giving him credit, but for me, the champions league is, is so hard to win. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just like, you, you know, the best teams in Europe and it's so hard to get to a champions league final. And if Pep were to do that with city, which has obviously been his Achilles heel, uh, where everyone's like, you know, he's not the greatest manager until he wins that champions league with city. I think that that would be the, the biggest accomplishment. Yeah. It's the thing. Like I, I, a lot of people are trying to find ways to discredit Pep, I, I think, agree. always. And I think that's what happens when you're the best. Everyone's trying to find ways to pick you apart and say, oh, you're not good at this. You're not. But they're the top for a reason. Right. They're, they're in Champions League semifinals, winning leagues. No, They're almost untouchable in the Premier League, which is crazy considering how much money and how quality the teams are. Um but I'll, I'll be interested. Like, I don't know why mentally I'm kind of rooting for Pep Guardiola. I know. I feel he's, like that he's too. a great manager. And I feel like he just, just doesn't get that respect. And um, I've been seeing on social media, people are also in the same breath trying to discredit Sir Alex Ferguson because, oh, Fergie's legacy is on the line. I'm like, I don't think it is. It's very hard to compare eras and managers. And I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know why people um, get like that because you're allowed to give credit to a manager yeah. who's doing his thing in this day and age. And, and just because you do that doesn't mean that you're going to discredit <laughs> Fergie. Like for example, let's say in 10 years, Holland and Mbappe are killing it and we're yeah. giving them all this credit. And people are like, no, you can't say that because of Messi and Ronaldo. You know, everything Messi and <laughs> Ronaldo gonna happen 100%. It, it, it probably will. But the thing is, is like, we can't discredit what an no. Erling Holland and what a Kylian Mbappe and probably Ossiman and all these guys who are up and coming are going to do because we saw two of the biggest legends in our game do what they did. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you gotta, you gotta let the younger generations and, and, you know, other people kind of have their moment as well. And it, it, it doesn't mean you're being disrespectful to the legends of the past. I, I completely agree. 100%. And um, also, 
Yeah, so just sorry, because I feel like we've totally ignored the Europa League. Um, Roma won, are up 1-0 in their tie. And Juventus have Sevilla. That was a 1-1. So Sevilla, they've always had you know good fortunes in the Europa League. Um, also, no one's talked about the Conference League at all. Who's even doing well in the Conference League? I know, I know. I, there's been so much to keep up with. Yeah. Um, you have, oh, another Italian team. Fiorentina, yep. They're down two on the Basel, but good for Basel. That's good for Swiss football and West Ham 2-1. So, interesting. Okay, I know. Cool. That, that's what everyone's saying in each, like, tournament the Italian league is being represented. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a cool picture for Serie A and what they've done to yeah. kind of get back into the picture. Um, incredible. And also um, give a little bit credit to Lautaro Martinez for scoring that big goal, because do you remember in the world cup, how much flack he was getting for not yeah. scoring? Yeah. I like him. I think he's yeah. such a good player uh, <laughs> because I, I remember, yeah, some people saying like, Oh, why did, why wasn't he doing that? You know, for, for Argentina. But I mean, I, I don't know. I think he's such a good player. International I wish, football's weird. I, I, well, people say the same thing about Lewandowski, right? Like, yeah. Oh, he's not as good as he's a quote unquote fraud because he doesn't do for Poland what he does for Bayern or now Barcelona. And I'm like, they don't watch. No, if, not at all. If, if you don't watch and those are your comments, it's clear that you don't watch international football. <laughs> um, also, yeah, like, yeah, he got, he got the man of the match. Um, trying to look for any anything else going on here. Uh, unless there's anything else you want to touch upon. No, no, I'm good. I'm just excited for tomorrow and I'm excited to see yeah. what our reactions will be tomorrow as I feel like it'll all come to a, a nice conclusion. I feel like tomorrow, like I just feel like some wild stuff is going to happen. Something wild is going to happen. I, 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 I feel like it's going to go to penalties. Really? I have, I have a weird feeling like it's just one of those semifinals. It's just so hard to call and tell like I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just saying. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be like, I think it's going to be like a three, two. I will go again, a one, one in penalties. And wow. Okay. If it goes to penalties, you don't think Courtois is going to save the day. Oh, yeah. but I, I don't know. Ederson's also a quality keeper. So Interesting. Um, no, no, I, I think I, don't, I just got a feeling Mad City's this okay. is for Mad City. Okay, we'll see. Okay, so I, I, I got Real Madrid, you got City, and then yeah. we're gonna re, we'll recap tomorrow. Okay, cool. All right, everyone listening to Kicked Back presented by Betway. This has been Waz and Caroline. We'll be back tomorrow, possibly with Brett on the yeah. show too. Um, but yeah, enjoy the Champions League semifinal tomorrow against sitting Real Madrid. And then obviously let us know what you guys thought of the game and we'll be back. I think I should also mention that this was a collab Sunday League Pundits kickback yes. collab this presented also- by Betway. I forgot to mention that at the beginning, but yeah, uh, we'll do more of these because these are actually a lot of fun. These are a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. Check out Sunday so. League Pundits presented by Betway as well. That's usually Waz, Brett and yeah. the boys. So check out their podcast as well. And yeah, we'll be back as many times as we can. Cause these yeah. recap, these recaps are good. And this one was good for me. Cause it was a little therapeutic. Perfect. I'm going to go and cry now. So thanks everyone for listening. <laughs>